Welcome to the Skills That Sell Academy podcast. Discover the money-making skills within you and learn how others are already making it happen step-by-step. Making money online demystified. This is your host, Iris Shalev. Iris Shalev. Hello, 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 you guys. Welcome to episode 22 of Skills That Sell Academy podcast. If you've ever wondered how you can transition out of corporate and into entrepreneurship without risking it all, this episode is perfect for you. I am joined by the wonderful and only (laughs) Andrea Valeria, better known as It's a Travel OD on Instagram. So, Andrea has over 10,000 faithful followers on Instagram who follow her entrepreneurial journey online. You guys have always had such a deep admiration for Andrea because she has done an amazing job at fully transitioning from corporate into entrepreneurship over a matter of just a few years and she's done it so successfully and ever so smoothly i can't wait for you guys to hear her tips on how you can start transitioning from corporate to remote and then from the remote to entrepreneurship so before we begin though and before she starts telling you all her secrets and spilling all the beans i just wanted to make a super quick announcement and that is that we have a brand new roadmap that i've designed specifically for you to be able to translate your passions your skills your abilities and essentially your passion projects into an actual successful online business it's a five-step roadmap that will help you transition fully into a CEO of your own online business. So if you want to download that, and might I say it's completely free to download, it's kind of like a gift from me to you to celebrate the launch of season two of Skills to Sell Academy. So if you want to download it, the URL is www.skillsatsellacademy.co slash roadmap. And I cannot wait for you to get your hands on it. It's going to be super, super helpful. And now without further ado... Let's dive right into the episode. You've been like my dream guest since like day one that I launched this podcast. <laughs> Stop. I'm, I'm serious. So I'm honored to be here. It's just like you're such a great example of like escaping that hamster wheel and just like living your dream life, literally. So. Thank you. I think <laughs> I'm glad I can not only like inspire people, but only I've also made it my goal to like give as many resources so that people can actually make it happen and not just like see it and then don't know where to go or how to do it. So it's cool to, to be able to help and inspire. Yeah. And you see all this like influencers posting pictures and like, you know, living the dream life. And then you're like, Oh my gosh, how they did it. And, And, but you're one of them that actually, you know, you're like, okay, this is how I did it. And you break it down. So that's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, okay. So, did you ever feel like that feeling of feeling trapped in that hamster wheel before you actually left the corporate world? Yeah, absolutely. So I, I had a, like a ups and downs in my like career. Like it's not like the regular career that you would usually do. Like I went from uh, college to being a TV news reporter. Then I was like, I don't think I really like this. And I went back to college for my master's degree. Then I was a freelancer for a little bit, which is like a little bit different. And then I went to corporate. <laughs> so then I was in corporate for two years and I thought I had to do it because I thought it would teach me a lot. And it did. 
So you do learn a lot from regular jobs and you also learn what you don't want and what you don't like. So that helped me a lot to be like, okay, um, I'm spending too many hours working for something that is not my own. So that was kind of draining for me. So yes, I definitely spent um, the two years I spent in corporate life, like wondering my like if my decisions were the right ones. So yes, I definitely went through, through that for a little bit. Did you have a moment where you were like, okay, I'm done. Like, this is it. Yes. I remember there was a time in which the the place where I used to work was going like undergoing like renovations. So they switched my uh, office to an office inside of a closet and it was super hot in there. And I was like, I cannot believe this is happening right now. Like not only is this job like not super fun to me, but at least before I used to have a pretty office. Now I'm stuck inside this ugly closet and I was like I would go into work every day so depressed um and I think that is when I started realizing that that I couldn't continue to live like that and have a job like that and I was like no 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 this needs to change <laughs> so when you decided that it was like you were done with this like what were some of the first steps that you decided to start taking like I, I'm imagining you did some research you found out some ways Yeah, so I'm a, like I'm a big fan of like taking risks and going after what you want, but I'm also a big fan of doing everything like kind of like very calculated because I'm never going to tell you like quit your job and travel the world and it'll be awesome. No, because you'll run out of savings in three months and then you'll hate me for telling you to go quit your job and live your best life because that doesn't happen like that. So I started while I was depressed and working in that closet. I was like, okay, let me start researching and let me start figuring out things to do. And I'm a big fan of creating my own things. So that's when I started creating It's a Travel OD. And um, of course, it takes a long time to monetize a passion project. So I was doing that. But then at the same time, I was talking to my bosses to convince them to have me like work from home a few days a week. And of course, it took a second because... Like it right now, it's a lot. It's a little bit more common. But five years ago, it was like you want to work from where, why, how, you know. So it took me a while to convince them. But I did a really again slow transition, and I started working from home like two days a week, and then eventually three. And then I was like, hey, how about we continue on this remote journey? And I moved somewhere completely different, and I keep working for you guys. And they were like, um, I don't know about that. <laughs> But yes, eventually, since we had that little bit of a trial period, I think that made them realize that, yes, I was being productive and that I was, you know, not like taking advantage of them or anything like that. Like I was using all the resources I could possibly get and um, being productive and doing everything I had to do. And it saved them money because they didn't have to pay for that closet anymore for me to work from. <laughs> So you started working a few days from home and then eventually yeah. transitioned into doing your basically working from wherever you wanted. Um, what was that conversation with your bosses like? Like, were there's like, I imagine there was like some pushback and like, they were probably like, what is happening? How did you negotiate that with them? Yeah, especially because the role I was in was kind of like managerial. I had a bunch of people that I had to like supervise. So they were like, how are you going to supervise everyone working remotely? But I, I think that is one of the examples that you can literally do anything remotely if you 
like find the right tools to do it. And if you get really creative, because of course it's a lot easier to work um, from home. If you um, like make your own projects and then you're like, maybe like a graphic designer and you just have to send projects as opposed to like being a manager in which like, if you are not there, might be a little bit hard, harder, but it's totally possible. Back then, there wasn't there, there was no Zoom, and there weren't a lot of like the project management tools that we have now. Uh, but it's proof that you don't need to learn fancy tools, and and you don't need all the fancy equipment to make it happen. You can start small, and then as you see what you need in a job, you can learn new skills, you can learn new tools, you can buy new tools, and go slowly. So I had to like basically convince them and tell them, this is how I'm, I am going to do this duty. This is how I am going to make sure that I'm still like on top of the, of the employees, you know? So basically whenever they don't understand how you could do it, you have to educate them and tell them all the ways in which, you know, you could do it. And with me, I had a trial period, so that was a good way to do it because that was my way of proving to them, like, yes, I can do it. You just saw it. <laughs> so, right. yeah. And, okay, so after you, you know, you went through your trial period and you said, okay, I'm going to do this full time. Where did you move to? First of all? <laughs> yeah, so I was actually working in Hawaii in that oh, time. Uh... Yeah, so the fancy cloth, this fancy cloth that I had was in Hawaii. So it was really sad that there was a lot of pretty things going on outside, but I was trapped in an office and it's hot there too. So this, this closet was hot. Anyway, from Hawaii, I moved to Buenos Aires, Argentina. And, um, I had no idea why I had never been there. I, I had a few friends there from college, but like nothing, like it, it wasn't like any of my best friends or anything. I didn't have family there or anything. I just literally picked Argentina. I have no idea why. Sure, just and, like at the map and like, this is where I'm going. <laughs> literally, I have no idea why I picked it, why, how I ended up there, but I just went. Um, the flight was super long from Hawaii to Buenos Aires. And also the problem was that there was a huge time zone difference, like seven or eight hours uh, from Hawaii to Argentina. So I had to adapt. And this is something that happens usually if you're working remotely. You might be working from people in other countries with a completely different time zone. So if you want to continue to make it happen and you have to be available for video calls or whatever, you just have to find a way to make it work. So I would work from, like, it was a full-time remote job. So it was still like nine to five, but remote. So nine to five over there was something like 3 p.m. to 11 p.m. So, I mean, I am a night owl. So to me, it was like, oh, it's cool. I can wake up late and, yeah. and do whatever and then start working. But yes, um, time zones can be a little bit tricky. So that yeah, that's where I started my digital nomad life. <laughs> and once, you know, I, I, feel, I imagine like some time went, went by and then you decided, okay, time to like take the world on. And then you, you decided to go solo completely. Yes. So again, I am a big fan of slow transitions because they are a lot more sustainable than just like thinking that you can do it and then like, okay, I'm going to make it happen in two weeks. And if I don't have a plan, it doesn't matter. I'll figure it out. Uh, I, I mean, risks are cool, but like have, making sure that you have an income coming in is cooler. So <laughs> I, <Yes>. from, <laughs> from, yeah, from being full-time like one year, 
And then I was building my own things while being full-time. Then I switched to part-time with them because I already had a few freelancing clients and I was building this um, cleaning business out of all the things I could have done in my life. I don't know why I started the cleaning business, but I did and I operated um, all like my side of the business remotely, of course. So I was doing that while working part-time with that same company. And then eventually I got, uh, I was able to sell that cleaning business maybe like a year later and I had more freelancing clients at that point. So that is when I decided to be like, okay, I can't work for them anymore because it's being time consuming and I, I wish I had more time to focus on my own projects. So that's when I stopped working for them. So again, I had like a cushion. I had freelancing clients. I had a business I sold and I was continuing to grow my, it's a travel OG platform all at the same time. So it just made sense. So it definitely took like two or three years before I actually went solo uh, while being remote. So it just, it just didn't happen like overnight. overnight. Yeah. But yeah. It's important to remember that everything takes time. And whenever you see me now talking about like having seven uh, sources of income, I had one for the longest time. So you have to work and get creative and start little by little. And that's how you eventually get to where you want to be and where you see other people being, then you sometimes compare yourself to them and you're like, oh my gosh, but how can I do this right away? Well, it didn't take two seconds, right? Right. Yeah. It's important to remember that we only see like the, sometimes the pretty parts of someone's life on social media. It's so easy to like jump into like conclusions before analyzing what really happened behind the scenes. Yeah. And a lot of people are not going to tell you like, oh my gosh, right now I'm struggling. I don't know what to do. Like, I mean, Sometimes people are open and it's cool because they will tell you a little bit of the struggles that they're going through. But for the most part, no one is going to say like, oh my gosh, I have $10 left in my bank account. My 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 favorite client just dropped me and I don't know what to do next, you know? Right. So, so people are never going to say that. So if you're going through a, through a time in which you are having a rough spot, um, yeah, just remember that. A lot of people might be, but they're not telling you. So just exactly. keep working. <laughs> when you started freelancing, what type of freelancing were you doing? All of it. I was doing everything. <laughs> like, I think some people are like, oh my gosh, but I have this degree and this degree. I cannot possibly do something that is like beneath me or something. But nothing is beneath you, especially when you're trying to build um, a, a career and your own thing and your own business. And you're trying to figure out what actually works for you and what you actually like. You have to try it all. So I literally did everything from like, translations and um captioning things i also there there were some fun jobs too like writing captions for big companies like writing all their social media captions which is something i enjoy um i would also help people like get their books published on amazon so a bunch of random things like i, I have a list i made a list of things that i've done there were literally 25 things that i did <laughs> during that time so so yeah I, of course i I would usually only like share like the blogging and the cool things like that I was doing, but like on behind the scenes, I was trying everything and doing everything to make money uh, online. So don't be afraid to do that. And you never know also like when you do a little job for someone, it might seem little or you might not love it, but they might 
um, recommend you to another friend that has a bigger project. So like all of these things that you can do are a great way to network online and meet people and also make money. So like try it. Yep. Trying is the only way to finding out if you're going to like it or not. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so when you were finding these clients for like the, you know, the, all the gigs that you were doing, what were some of the most common ways for you to find those clients online? I think most of the times they found me on social media. So it's very important to plug your services every chance you get. Some people are like, oh, but I'm afraid that people are going to think I'm annoying or whatever. It doesn't matter. They don't pay your bills. And if they think you're annoying, they can unfollow you. And then someone who will actually want to pay you, they will be able to find you because of one post you did on social media. Like I always like telling the story of how I found my Pinterest manager. She was posting stories on her account and it's a smaller account. And she was posting stories about how she grew her Pinterest account, like 200% in I don't know how long. So, so it was like, I, I think the numbers were a lot bigger. But I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Does this girl offer this service? I was like, hey, <laughs> I want to hire you so that you can do the same for my Pinterest. She's like, oh, I actually don't offer that service. I learned it and I'm doing it for myself. And I was like, well, you want to do it for me? And I was her first Pinterest client. Now she has a few more. So if she wouldn't have posted that on her Instagram stories, which she was only posting to like, because she was proud of herself, she didn't even think of it as like finding clients. Yeah. But I wouldn't have found her. And now she wouldn't have this Pinterest side gig that's growing a lot. So you just have to like, every chance you get, just share. Why not? <laughs> yeah, no, that's awesome. You always have to be like pushing to like stay on top of like in the, what is it? Stay on top of mind. That's, that's yes, awesome. yes, absolutely. And like, Another person that the, the, there's an agency that hired me to write like Instagram captions for a bunch of huge companies. And the person who owns the agency was my friend on Facebook. And they saw like my funny captions of my own personal posts on Facebook. And they were like, Hey, I think you could do this. Like, and I was like, yeah, I actually have this Instagram account where you can check out more of my captions. So always have links and work samples. Even if it's your personal account, make sure that there's no typos or things that would make a potential employer like, oh, freak out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So don't freak anyone out with any political rants that make you seem like you hate life or anything like that. (laughs) I mean, share your opinions, but make it professional, especially if you're trying to find a remote job because employers will look at this, they will stalk you on social media. And if you are not, uh, if you don't seem reliable or professional, they're not going to hire you. So yeah, that's how uh, I got that job. Literally, someone read my captions on Facebook. <laughs> that is so, so cool. That's the coolest story. <laughs> so this yeah. day, do people just find you online whenever they need something on your page? Yeah. yeah. So now, of course, I'm not offering all kinds of freelance services. I'm just focusing on what I do. But yeah, people find me either on Instagram or through word of mouth. So like if I've worked with someone, then that person will tell their friend and then that friend will contact me. So those would be like the two most common ways in which people find me nowadays. So yeah, it's proof that uh, social media is a powerful tool that you have to take, like you have to take advantage of it. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes it's scary to put yourself out there, right? But yes, you but just gotta do it. 
yeah, like sometimes people are scared of like what their friends will say or like or like their family might be like, oh, but you have this degree. Why are you now offering this kind of service? Like that's totally different. Don't do that, Adrianita. And it's like, um, relax, Tia. I can, I can make it happen. You know, there's always the older people that don't know how it works that are going to be scared for you. And you yeah. just have to ignore them and do it. <laughs> yeah, like do it anyway. Yeah. So I know that like a lot of people are actually there's right now this, this huge trend that people are trying to like, you know, quit the, the corporate world and start their own thing. But, you know, sometimes starting and then just like jumping into cold water straight into entrepreneurship can be scary. So would you say that a middle ground for that is finding a remote job? Absolutely. So, so yeah, usually like whenever you start a regular career without thinking of remote jobs, you usually start by working for an employer, for a company. And then that's how you gain experience. And then you eventually go and do your own thing. So when we think of remote work, that's the same way that we have to look at it. Like you wouldn't necessarily go ahead and start a full remote business and be self-employed into like in two months. That's not going to happen. So the easiest way to start working remotely is to get a remote job. So then that way you practice and you learn a bunch of new skills and tools while you're getting paid. And then eventually when you're ready, you can transition into like part-time remote and building your own thing and on your journey to self-employed. So, so yeah, I always tell people don't get ahead of yourself and start small start with a remote job even if it's entry level and then from there you can start growing but don't don't get ahead of yourself it is important to remember what are some of the some of the things that employers look at when you're applying for like a remote job so they definitely want to make sure that you have had some remote job experience. Now, not everyone has remote job experience and don't get discouraged if you don't because there are ways in which you can sort of show that yes, you could do it even if you haven't actually had a remote job. So how can you do that? If you show that you know a bunch of tools that are used in the remote world, they're going to be like, oh, okay. If they already use Slack, Zoom, um, this and that, then it seems like they've all, they know their way around the internet and they know how to communicate and collaborate with uh, a remote team. So that is a way in which even if you have no experience, you can stand out for a remote employer. So on your free time, you can always go ahead and find a bunch of tools that are used in remote jobs and learn them. And sometimes it's literally you just sign in, you play around with it for a week, and then done. You learned it. Like, they're not that hard. If you're a little bit tech savvy, you can learn most tools that are used in the remote world. So, yeah, they, they want to know that you are going to be also uh, able to work under minimal supervision. So if you have created anything, any like personal projects, any passion projects, a blog that you keep up with, a podcast like you that has beautiful branding and that you're being consistent with it, that helps a remote employer know that yes, you can work under minimal supervision, you're creative, you're resourceful, you know how to use social media, internet, and a bunch of different tools so that even if you haven't had an actual remote job, you can show them, hey, look at everything I can do. So yeah, use your passion projects to your advantage if, if you do them remotely, of course, um, 
and showcase that in your resume, showcase the skills you know, the tools you know. And if you have work samples, links to anything you've created, all of that helps. So yeah, don't get discouraged if you haven't had experience because there are other ways to show that you can do it. That's amazing advice. (laughs) (laughs) I loved it. Yes. Yes, people need to remember that because they're like, oh, there's no way I'll get a remote job because I haven't had a remote job before. And it's like the first job you ever had in your life, you didn't have experience. So it's the same thing in the remote job world. You just have to show that, you know, you are willing to make it happen. And there are like a ton of certifications online that you can also take for free that will make you look more desirable as a candidate. So many. And I mean, there are, there's everything from like full on courses that will teach you everything that you can do from point A to Z, or there are like $10 courses that can teach you one specific skill that you're looking for. So you can mix and match. You can like Google, uh, you can find tutorials on YouTube. You can go to the websites of the tools that you're wanting to learn and they usually have tutorials. So it doesn't have to be expensive. It doesn't have to take forever. You just have to commit um, a few hours and uh, maybe a few dollars. And that way you can like teach yourself and learn yourself. Yeah, for sure. But um, also, I think that a really important point that you made is like just showing that you're, you're willing to learn yourself. Like that is such an invaluable thing to have as a, like even as an, like if I'm putting myself in the shoes like of the employer, then I can totally see myself hiring someone that's like gone, you know, the extra mile to try and learn something against like another candidate that just is trying to be like, here I am, this is what I've got. Yeah, absolutely. Like I'm much more likely to hire someone who aside from a great resume and some like jobs that seem cool, aside from that, if they can show me that they created their own podcast and they have their own website and their own blog and they have landed a little partnership with whatever company with this platform they made, I'm, I'm already like, okay, they're pretty resourceful and creative. Imagine if they did that for themselves without getting paid or like starting out, imagine what they can do for a company with a team, with support, with resources, with like a budget, you know? So yeah. yeah. I think that maybe like a, a question that at least it's getting in my head right now. It's kind of like, um, if you show a potential employer that you're like super into your passion project, do you think they might feel threatened that you're going to pay more attention to your passion project? It depends. Um, if you are trying to work for an 80 year old white man who has nothing to do with remote life and internet and entrepreneurship, and they just want you to be their slave, then yes, that's going to be hard um, for you to convince them that, you know, and sometimes they also might think like, Oh, that they have a little funny project going on. I don't care. You know? (laughs) So in this case, I think it's more about finding a company that has the right corporate culture. And a lot of companies that are very like 2020 and have like, you know, entrepreneurs running it and all of that, they can actually like that you have something going on and that you can do your own thing on on the side. So, so yeah, it would be a a matter of the company that you find and their corporate culture. But, but yes, I mean, it depends. Some people might think it's awesome. Some people might feel threatened. So just stay away from the companies that might feel threatened by you being great on your own. (laughs) 
Yeah, and also, I guess it kind of weeds out the companies that have a terrible company culture that don't let you be yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Do you have any advice for, any other advice for people that are trying to kind of follow your journey? Yeah, I think definitely uh, teach yourself everything you want to learn. Like, if you don't know what skills you might need, go to a remote job directory like mine and uh, find jobs that are similar to the ones that you would like to land. Look through the skills that all of those jobs are requiring or looking for, and then go ahead and learn those. So that's the way of like reverse engineering and the process and knowing what you might need and then going and learning it. So uh, you need to be willing to invest time energy and money in your growth if you want to work remotely it's not going to happen like no one's like this great company is not going, going to magically co come to you and be like hey um we've seen you've been working corporate 10 years and that you hate it but we have this remote job for you it's not going to happen like that so don't be a baby koala and wait for things to happen and sleep on opportunities and not be resourceful and creative go ahead and get what you want, learn the skills that you think you might need and get as creative as you possibly can. Also use social media to network and to find opportunities. So uh, there are a lot of opportunities out there and a lot of people are finding jobs on like Instagram. So if you are using Instagram to just look at people dancing and you know, <laughs> something that has no value, to your life, then that's on you because there are people landing jobs that they find on Instagram. So yeah, I clearly have nothing against dancing because I like to dance on Instagram. <laughs> But my point is you, you, it's, it's up to you how you use the resources that are out there. Like if you have internet, you have a lot of access to a lot of great, you know, uh, resources and opportunities and connections. So it's up to you to take advantage of them. 100%. Hey, thank you so much. That was so amazing. And I think that everybody's going to love this interview. I think that you gave out so much value. Thank you so much again for being here today. No, thank you for inviting me and me and my birds. I, I'm sure you could hear them. I love them. <laughs> <laughs> so yes. where, can, where can they find you online? So I am It's a Travel OG on every platform, Twitter, Instagram, Um, Facebook, YouTube too. And I have a website and this website actually has a remote job directory that gets updated every Friday and you can find a bunch of cool remote opportunities. There you have it, you guys. Wasn't that amazing? Andrea is such a wonderful person. I've always wanted to interview her on my podcast. It was like one of my, my dreams when I started this podcast. She's just wonderful. What a wonderful person and just a giving soul she is. And I'm so happy that she was able to share with us all her experience, her story and her secrets ultimately. And again, if you want to connect with her on Instagram, her handle is at it's a travel OD and she does have that amazing directory on of remote jobs on her website as well you can find out more about that on her Instagram profile and if you want to connect with me my Instagram handle is at hey Irish on Instagram and 
you can totally download the roadmap from there as well I have a link straight to the roadmap this roadmap is a tried and tested method that I've used with my personal clients It's a five-step method that will help you turn your passion project into an online business it helps you identify what your skills are what your obstacles are how to overcome them all the things that you need to do to really move forward with your vision on your project so don't sleep on that i want you to go and download it now before you forget because it's really value-packed and i think it's going to help you so much with your business so without further ado i will catch you next time but for now bye bye